Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wild turkeys. They seem to be everywhere, don't they? They are our new best friends. Do they annoy you? Do you enjoy them? That's the question we're looking at today. I'm Wendell Waters. I'm Chris Stevens. And this is Wendell in the Wild. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Um, Today we're going to talk about how much turkeys have rebounded in the state from having been completely wiped out. 100 years ago. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. And and not only have they rebounded, they are now, as you know, Chris, walking down the streets. <laughs> they are everywhere. They're on the sidewalks. I remember, <clears throat> I was thinking about it, I remember maybe, it was more than 10 years ago, I was covering a different community and there was this huge traffic jam in Vidden Square in Swampscott. And we called the police and we're like, what is going on? One of our reporters was backed up in the traffic jam. And it turned out it was a family of turkeys in the middle of the street that would not leave. They wouldn't disperse. No, yeah. they did yeah. not want to disperse. But it was hilarious because the police reported it as, as if it was like a news story. <laughs> because back then it was funny and it was hilarious. It was and it was sort of a rarity. Yes, it's not anymore. It is not. That's right. <laughs> um, and that's actually a point that uh, Boxford Animal Control Officer Helen Phillips made to me yesterday when I spoke with her. What did she have to say? Um, she said that when they first started uh, coming back in and in any kind of numbers, there were frequent uh, calls. Into, really? Into right because people were didn't know what to do, and they probably they might not have even known what they were, and they may not have known what they were. That's right. That's right. So, but now we've had probably what forty years now, maybe thirty years of getting used to them. Yeah. So people now actually know what they are, and they are <laughs> not calling as frequently as they used to. She said that um, she remembers one case where a family couldn't get in the car. Because these turkeys were being That's so funny. aggressive, and they wouldn't let them get in the car. So she went down there with a broom and a hockey stick. And she <laughs> said, I convinced them that it was probably in their best interest to go back to eating ticks. Now, the broom, I could see she might get away with. The hockey stick, someone might complain about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they can be aggressive, can't they? They can be aggressive. Um, it, she said that, you know, it doesn't happen that often. But every once in a while, you come across one that can be pretty ornery. Right. And um, when she said bringing the hockey stick, she just <laughs> no, was know. waving it. She wasn't, yeah. <laughs> wasn't hitting anybody. Now, I'm covered because I have four hockey sticks in my car at all times. <laughs> I got two goalie sticks and two regular. There but, you go. Uh, but yeah, just a broom or a stick, make loud noises. It's kind of like with the coyotes, just clang things together clang and make, things loud, together. make loud noises. Right. Now, have you had any um, actual run-ins with them? I have not. I mean, I've seen them. I've not, not in my town, not where I live, but in Marblehead, um, which is one of the communities I work in, they are seemingly some days everywhere. Right. And I have, I mean, I've walked out of 7-Eleven down on Pleasant Street and there they are, you know, milling and on a Pleasant Street milling in the middle of the road. I've been driving down 
you know, sort of more the back roads off the beaten path and seen flocks of them like moving through people's yards. And it was like, right. It's just huge. And I saw the cutest one I saw though was it was a family. It was, I don't know if it was a, because uh, I, I don't know how to tell male from female apart, but it was two adults and a little flock of little ones. And they were very cute. And they were walking along the wall by the cemetery, just taking a taking a stroll. It, it may have been two females. It might have been. Yeah, with, I don't know. Um, but a female can have somewhere between 13 and 15. Wow. Babies. Which, there were a lot of babies. I don't and, know how many. but And this brings us to an interesting thing. We call them chicks, generally speaking, yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I think of, yeah. But what is the real term for turkey babies? You just said it. Is it pults? Pults. That's pults. it. That's right. I actually just learned that Never myself. heard. Yeah, right. I never heard that. <laughs> pults. <laughs> Not that I grew up in like a turkey family or anything, so right. I don't know why I would, but yeah, I'd never heard that. So let's give our listeners, just for those who haven't really been to Marblehead, um, <laughs> tell us... It's pretty congested. What's it set the scene there? Well, the downtown area, or I'm sorry, they don't like to call that the downtown, the business area is, yeah, it's it's a little quaint little downtown, and it is. The roads are narrow and, and close together, and so when the turkeys walk out into the street, you, you know, there's nowhere to go. You have to stop for them. And they're, the turkeys are, they're kind of hilarious and they're cute for a while. And then it's like, all right, move it. I got places to go. I got things to do. And, they, and they just are totally on their own time zone. They have no concern whatsoever yes. for what you're doing. And, and I think like every community, some people love them. Some people not some so much. Some people not so much. So I want to get back to, in a few minutes, let's get back to how to deal with aggressive turkeys. Okay. But a uh, couple of stories, first of all. Okay, um, Diane Lynn, our colleague here in the wicked local Danvers office, is mm-hmm. a Topsfield resident. And she was telling me this morning that every year, the day after Thanksgiving, a flock of turkeys comes up her driveway in a parade. <laughs> they parade up the driveway. <laughs> so funny. Go into the yard and then out into the woods. Maybe they're smarter than we give them credit right? for. Right? <laughs> well, she said they're thinking, oh, it's after Thanksgiving. It's safe now. We can We're come out. Safe. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I wonder what happens if you put like the turkey carcass out on the porch. Is that like a warning to their neighbors oh to their friends? That I'm, would be horrible. That would be awful. Let's not try to find out that. <laughs> um, I actually, one night when I first moved into my little apartment in downtown Ipswich, and I'm right behind the Ipswich Ale Brewery. Okay. We're talking downtown. Okay. It, I have this enclosed patio, and I let the cats out there. And my kitten thumbs, she was about, I'd say, uh, not even a year, right? I heard something very strange out there, and I thought, what is she doing? Yeah, automatically the cat. <laughs> always getting in trouble. And I went out, and I discovered that it was a flock of turkeys, wow. a mother and a bunch of babies, I don't know how many, coming through the yard, and she was at the fence, and she saw or sensed them, because she's actually almost blind, and and and. The turkeys were making these really interesting noises. Funny. Yeah, yeah. And I just automatically blamed the cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because, you know, it's always the cat's fault. It is always the cat. So um, let's talk about noises. Um, I hear... I hear that one. I hear that one of us, and it's not me, can can has a turkey call. Oh, you would have brought that up. <laughs> I, I do. Um, why don't we? We'll do a competition. Okay. We want to hear what you have, and then I'll see if I, how how well I can do. All right. We have a couple of different ones. We started out with your traditional gobble. So here we'll run that one. That is a very traditional. What people think of. Yeah, I think that's more what people think of. But apparently. 
Um, turkeys will also cluck and purr. Ooh. I love the idea that they, they purr. So that is a sign. That is great. That is um, a cluck and purr is, um, it's a sign of contentment. That's a happy turkey. Okay. So maybe that's why my kitten Thumbs was out there oh, enjoying maybe. the turkeys coming through. Because yeah, they were purring. She, she recognized the purring. <laughs> I suppose purring is purring, right? Yes. All right. And then we have one. Uh, <laughs> we have a loud one. I'm not, I guess this pretty much talks, explains itself. It's the fly down cackle. It's the fly down or fly up. So I okay. guess they do either one. Okay. Okay. I didn't have, I don't think of turkeys as being big flyers. Um, do they do they fly at all? They fly very little. Okay. They don't fly distances. They fly up into trees to roost. Okay. Well, there you go. There's your fly yeah. down. So okay. when they're done roosting, apparently that's the noise they make. Most of the time they're on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and we have one last one. I like this one too. This is the Kiki Run. I just like the name of it what too. Is the, what is it? The Kiki? The Kiki Run. Okay. Now, I would not think that was a turkey. No, it, it's pretty, isn't it? it and it, is. it doesn't really sound like a turkey at all. That is to reassemble. The, you said okay. you'll hear that in the fall, sometimes after, uh, maybe during hunting season, if a flock is scattered. Okay. That's the sound they make to bring everybody back together. Bring them again. all together. Yeah. That is fantastic. I, mean, I love the fact that they have their own language. They do. And they I, do. I think that's really cool. This is something that. You know, we're learning a lot more about these days. We used to dismiss animals as yeah. not having any kind of a language. But I know. we've learned that they really do. You know, and, and it's funny that we do that so easily because anybody that has pets, you know, you know, you know when your dog does a certain whine, whether he wants to go out or whether he's hungry or yep. whatever. And, and the same with the cats. Yep. I mean, they have certain yowls and whatever. So that's yeah, right. It stands to reason that animals sort of have their own languages. That's right. And um, birds, like uh, blue jays is probably the one that mm-hmm. most people are familiar with. They have three or four different calls. Really? Yeah. Because the blue jay, yeah. I am familiar. I recognize blue jays, chickadees. Well, you know the standard blue jay. Yes. That's the, the call. Yes. But they also do something that's called the rusty pump handle. <laughs> okay. And then they have one that kind of <laughs> sounds like bells. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Now yep. I'm going to have to listen. Yep. And this is really cool, something I learned recently. They can have different dialects in different neighborhoods. Really? The calls can sound differently. So we have like southern jays and... We, we could have marblehead jays. You're uh, street and, urban. And Danvers J- and Boston jays. <laughs> Too funny. All right, well, we're going to let you ponder the thought of what a Boston jay might sound like while we pause for a quick commercial break. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... Uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Great. Welcome back to Wendell in the Wild. We are talking to you today about what else 
turkeys. With Thanksgiving coming up, we thought it would be an appropriate topic. They seem to be everywhere. That's right. And one of the things that we want to get back to, which we alluded to earlier in the program, is um, are turkeys dangerous? Okay. Okay. Right, so then. so um, I have not had any uh, run-ins with them. No, I haven't close either. Up. So I don't have personal experience with this. But I did speak with... Um, the animal control officer for Boxford, and she had said that, yes, they can be dangerous in the sense that they can pack you, mm-hmm. um, and they can also use their wings to to beat you oh. if you get that close to them. Okay. Well, I'm not getting um, that close to them. I don't plan on it anyway. No, <laughs> neither do I. Um, um, so she suggested, as we talked about earlier, um, getting a broom, and you can basically shoo them away. They will okay. back down. Um, because... Basically, at the end of the day, they're afraid of us. What they're doing... That makes sense. Yeah. What they're doing is protecting their families. Okay. Protecting their flock. Okay. That's usually why they would be aggressive. I, I did sit... Um, it was funny. I, I had a little stare down with one once. I'm usually in my car when I see them. And this time I was. I had crossed the street. I'd got, I was on Pleasant Street in Marblehead. I'd gotten in my car. And there were maybe three turkeys. And two of them were just sort of strolling down the sidewalk. And one of them was in the street. And one of them came and stood right smack in front of my car. And was like literally staring me down through the <laughs> oh, windshield. I'm like, dude, what do you want me to do? I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to run you over. But I, I got to go. And there was, a, there was a young girl coming down the sidewalk with her mother. And the turkey was like making a beeline for it. not not aggressively. I think it was a young turkey, and I think he was just like, "Hey, you know, thought she was interesting or whatever." But she she got a little nervous. She was, you know, like, "Mom, mom, mom," oh. and her mother was like, "Just ignore him, and he'll yeah. go away." And yep. she did. She just sped up a little bit, and the turkey, you know, veered off or whatever. But yeah, yeah. it yeah. could be intimidating to a little kid because they're big. Well, that's the thing. They are. They're really big. Yeah. They probably, I imagine, one of our biggest birds in this area. Oh, they've got to be, yeah. Besides swans, yeah. I would say, right? Yeah. So, so I understand that, right. And what Mass Wildlife would tell you, um, Jerry Tawadi, also another colleague of ours here in, uh, in the Wicked Local Danvers office, spoke with um, officials at Mass Wildlife. Yes. And they said, don't be intimidated. Okay. They are big. And yeah, they could hurt you, but it's probably not going to happen. Okay. Don't be Good intimidated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't be intimidated. They also said that um, making loud noises and you could also spray water on them oh, if you had okay. a hose at your house, you know. But I think the biggest thing is uh, don't be intimidated. And these are two words I use um, pretty much with every situation, no matter what kind of critter it is. Situational awareness. Yeah. Okay. Right? Yep. So even when you're in downtown Tobsfield, yeah. a fairly congested place, situational awareness. Okay. You know. Yeah. They're funny. They're just, I just think they're, they're just little funny birds. So now, and I don't know if this was anything you asked. So these turkeys, I know people go turkey hunting. Obviously, you're not going to do that in downtown Marblehead. You're not going to do it in downtown Tobsfield. But are these the wild, kind of wild turkeys that you can eat? They are a game bird. Okay. Yeah. I've never eaten one, but they are a game bird. I don't think I've ever eaten there is And there is a regulated hunting season for yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> this is a weird question. Um, but I know because I grew up in rural New Hampshire and, and parts of rural New York. So I know that, you know, if you do something like you hit a deer with your car, you have the option of bringing that deer, of having that dress and bringing that deer home. Is it the same with the turkey? <gasps> 
<laughs> that is a good question. I mean, I suppose you could crush the poor thing, but there was one I hit. I don't know. There was a tragedy in Marblehead last year. We did have a turkey that was killed, and it was a very, he was a popular turkey. Oh, no. Yeah, his name was Humphrey. Humphrey. He hung out at the intersection of Humphrey and Pleasant and Lafayette, which is right near the high school and the community center. Okay. It's like where four or five roads come together. And and, and it's a very busy intersection. Right. And he and, his, and some of his friends would block traffic there regularly. And one of the things they do, and, and uh, Brian, another colleague of ours, um, said, I, I didn't realize why they did it, but they see the reflections in your car, in your clean car, because they will peck at the tires and they will peck at your cars. Yes. And right. so there's a stoplight right there, and sometimes the traffic would get backed up because these turkeys just wouldn't go away. <laughs> and sadly, Humphrey, I thought he was extraordinary. I mean, I thought he probably was part cat and had nine lives because <laughs> I was amazed that he, the way he would wander into traffic and out of traffic that he lasted as long as he did. Oh. But he did, he did meet an untimely <laughs> demise. Oh, that's too bad. Year. And it, I felt really bad because the person that hit them was just devastated. I bet. But he, yeah. on social media, just like exploded. exploded about this. Yeah, people were writing poems and dedicating letters and and one guy one guy literally offered to do a monument to do like a statue to Humphrey and people were like yes we should do a statue to Humphrey and then someone was someone the voice of reason were like people this is a turkey it's a turkey it's a turkey that <laughs> most people used to curse about because he would make him late for work right right <laughs> because they would tie up traffic right but um so yeah people have people seem to have weird affections for these birds Interesting. or weird connections maybe. yeah yeah and then there's the flip side of you know as you mentioned earlier a lot of people get annoyed with them yeah and, and uh, because they're they are everywhere they, and they are can be everywhere. pests and they're in yeah. your yard and yeah 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 so here's another thing that uh the aco told me helen phillips um there are benefits of turkeys and really one of the primary ones is that they eat ticks that's a good benefit that is a really good benefit yeah yeah exactly so i know it's annoying when they come in and they dig up the mulch and you know root around your plants and whatnot but let um, them <laughs> let them yeah they're actually they eat, they eat a lot of bugs they they're pretty omnivorous okay they'll eat lots of different things depending on the season but bugs do make up a significant part of their diet that's fantastic right all right we're gonna let you think on that one again while we just take a quick one more quick commercial break thanks for sticking with us just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left listen to where secrets go to die the disappearance of Derek Hennigan from the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back with Wendell in the Wild. Again, we are talking about wild turkeys. Are you wild about them or aren't you? <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> that is the question. <laughs> so, so let's mention that. Uh, Chris, you have some wonderful photos that you have given me to put up on the website. Yes. Uh, and we will also put those up on Wendell in the Wild Facebook page and blast it out on Twitter. You have a great photo of you sitting in the car yeah. and the turkey staring, down staring the turkey. at you. <laughs> he was not going to move. Nope. He was just, I don't nope. know what he wanted, but sometimes I just wish if they could just 
talk just for I, you wouldn't know. that be great? I know. To know I just what, want to know what they're thinking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's going on that little turkey head of yours? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we will um, we will put those photos up, and they will be on our websites at Wicked Local, and they will also be on the Wendell in the Wild Facebook page. And I think to end off, why don't we do a gobble competition? Uh, yeah. I mean, you had alluded to this earlier. I am up for the challenge. I do not have a gobble whatsoever. All I right. have no, I, I do not have the bird call thing. But we can, um, we will go with a gobbling. Here is, according to the um, Fish and Wildlife Service, who so kindly gave us these gobbling noises, or these... Uh, I don't know if I can top that, but... I don't know. Let's give it a try. You ready? I'm ready. Hit me. (laughs) I think that's pretty pretty good. I think if I hadn't told which was which, I don't think they would have known. I think they would have thought there was a turkey right here in the room with me. I think that is pretty awesome. And on that note... And on that note, we wish you all a fabulous Thanksgiving. Thank you for joining with us on Wendell in the Wild. Yes, have a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, and keep in touch and let us know how you feel about those wild turkeys out there. Yeah, uh, contact us on Facebook or Wild at gmail.com. Send us an email and we will mention your comments on the air. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.